Well, Harriet Tubman was born into slavery sometime around 1820. Like many enslaved people in the US, the exact year and place of her birth are actually unknown. As a child, Harriet was frequently beaten and whipped by her various masters. She bore the scars for the rest of her life. As she grew older and stronger, she was assigned to jobs like driving oxen, ploughing and hauling logs. Each day was a gruelling slog. When she was an adolescent, one of Harriet's overseers threw a heavy metal weight at another slave nearer. But the weight struck Harriet instead, cracking her skull and giving her seizures and headaches for the rest of her life. Slavery is the next thing to hell, she once said. So it's not surprising that one day in her late 20s, Harriet ran away. In order to avoid the many slave catchers eager for rewards, she travelled only at night, spending the days hiding in the marshes and woods. After travelling some 150 kilometres on foot, she finally crossed over into the free state of Pennsylvania. Years later, she recalled the experience. When I found I had crossed that line, I looked at my hands to see if I was the same person. There was such a glory over everything. The sun came like gold through the trees and over the fields, and I felt like I was in heaven. Freedom, after years of slavery, is a truly glorious thing. Well, like Harriet Tubman, uh, the people of Israel also knew the bitterness of slavery. In fact, for 400 years, they were slaves in Egypt. The book of Exodus tells us how their Egyptian masters worked them ruthlessly, making their lives miserable. Resistance and escape were impossible under the iron fist of Pharaoh, and life must have felt so hopeless. But they weren't hopeless, because God heard their cries, and he came down and did for his people what they couldn't do for themselves. He rescued them from Pharaoh's clutches and sent them on their way to the promised land. Being set free from slavery by God was a defining moment in the life of Israel and one that God didn't want them to ever forget. That's why he instituted the Feast of Tabernacles, a week-long celebration that took place each year where the people built tabernacles or, or, or shelters to camp in as they rejoiced in the freedom God had given them. Well, fast forward 1,500 years and time has come for yet another Feast of Tabernacles. And, and thousands of Jews have been pouring into Jerusalem for the festivities. With the celebration well underway, a certain man enters the temple courts and begins to speak to the people who have gathered. His name, you guessed it, is Jesus, the Son of God. But the words he speaks must have floored anyone who heard them. If the Son sets you free, he says, you will be free indeed. If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. It's an audacious statement. I mean, 
The whole point of the Feast of Tabernacles was that God had already come down and freed these people from slavery. But here Jesus is, implying that somehow they're not truly free, that they still need to be set free, and by him, no less. So what on earth is he talking about? Well, as Jesus explains to them, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. In other words, Jesus isn't talking about physical slavery here. This is a a spiritual slavery that has oppressed the human race ever since the Garden of Eden. And I'm sure you remember that way back at creation, God made people free. He said to the very first man, Adam, you are free. Free to eat from any tree in the garden except one. Eat from it, God said, and you will surely die. But sadly, Adam and Eve didn't heed God's warning. Instead, they were taken in by Satan's lies. They stopped obeying their loving Lord. And from that time on, they and all their offspring had a new master, sin. Sin is a master because it, it, it controls our lives. From the moment Adam and Eve disobeyed God, sin became part of our human nature. Even when we try to do the right things, we often find ourselves unable. Then there are at those times when we, when we don't even want to do the right things. We, we couldn't care less. We're controlled by sin. And even though sin masquerades as a good master, promising us us happiness and, and satisfaction, just as Adam and Eve discovered in the garden, it's a lie. Sin, in fact, gives gives us nothing of lasting value. And in the end, it leads us to hell. And so there in the temple courts, Jesus says to his audience. You are slaves to sin, and you need me to set you free. Well, this is too much for many in the crowd, and uh, they come back at Jesus, saying, what are you talking about? We're not spiritual slaves. We we are the children of Abraham. We, We keep all God's rules. You see, they think that their rule by their, 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 they think that their rule keeping will cancel out their sin, but they're wrong. The truth is that there are shackles on their hearts which no amount of religion can ever remove. Just like their ancestors in Egypt, they cannot liberate themselves. They need God to come down and rescue them. And that is what Jesus announces he's come to do for all who put their trust in him. Because Jesus will die, die on a cross to pay the penalty for their sin, that they might be forgiven. And he will send his Holy Spirit to indwell believers and empower them to say no to sin. 
and he will grant them eternal life where they'll be free even from the presence of sin. This, friends, is the freedom Christ offered his hearers in the temple 2,000 years ago. And it's the freedom that he still holds out to the people of our world today. So what does all this have to do with Mission Month? Well, the sad fact is, we live in a world full of people who are slaves to their sin and destined for eternal judgment. Sin, sin shackles them with guilt and shame. And they tend to seek freedom in in one of two ways. Some, like the Jews in Jesus' day, try to keep the religious rules. Um, Maybe they they spin prayer wheels or or they say the rosary. They, They offer sacrifices or they avoid certain foods or they perform... Uh, ritual washings, they memorise their, their holy book, they, they try to be as good as they can be, but their chains remain. Others, others try to suppress their shame and guilt. They, they pretend that God doesn't exist and, and, and they distract themselves with possessions or, or, or power or, or pleasures but their chains remain too. You see, it's only the gospel, the the truth about Jesus that can break those chains and set spiritual captives free. I'm sure you'd agree then. Our, Our world needs to hear this good news. And that, friends, is exactly why we send missionaries. Because the freedom Jesus offers... Well, it's too good to keep to ourselves. Harriet Tubman knew the joy of freedom. But the reason she's gone down in history is not because she found freedom, but because of what she did with that freedom. Now, two years after her escape, as she returned to the South at tremendous personal risk. Why? Well, in order to help other slaves escape. In fact, over the next 11 years, she returned 13 times, rescuing some 70 slaves and earning herself the nickname Moses, deliverer of her people. Now, Harriet could easily have stayed in in safety and comfort. So why did she leave it all behind? Well, because she could not forget about those still in chains. I have heard their groans and sighs and seen their tears, she said. And I would give every drop of blood in my veins to free them. See, Harriet Tubman knew firsthand the hopelessness of slavery. But now she also knew the way to freedom And so she refused to keep it to herself. Friends, when you think about it, our 13 mission partners are, in a sense, modern-day Harriet Tubmans. 
Each one of them was born into spiritual slavery, yet each one was gloriously set free by Jesus. And now they are going to a world still enslaved to offer the one key that unlocks every chain, to offer Jesus. And captives are being set free. There are so many stories I could tell you. But let me share just one. From from Egol Vendor, our mission partner in Israel. Uh, Egol himself once knew the mastery of sin. Uh, His uh, crime and drug addiction landing him in prison for 10 years. And uh, life felt utterly hopeless. Then one day he met a fellow ex-criminal on the street. And discovered this man was now a pastor. He told Egol how Jesus had set him free and said that he could do the same thing for him. Egol began to read the Bible and as he put his trust in Jesus, his chains fell off and he was free. And what did Egol do with his newfound freedom? Well, like Harriet Tubman, he couldn't just keep it to himself. So for the last 18 years now, He's been back on the streets, sharing Jesus with others who are still in chains. Others like Sergei. Uh, Egol first met Sergei on the streets of Tel Aviv about six years ago and got to hear his story. Uh, Sergei had uh, started using drugs like marijuana when he was in the army uh, doing his military service, But, but following the death of his dad... He moved on to harder drugs, becoming an addict and living on the streets. After visiting Sergei's neighbourhood for a few months, Egol got a call from him around three in the morning, asking if he could come to the rehab house, saying he didn't have the strength to live anymore. When Sergei first arrived, uh, he found it hard to understand how strangers could love him and give him clean clothes and food and see him as a person, not just a drug addict. Egol writes, God's love was working through me and others who work in the rehab house. And Sergei started to feel his love. Slowly, slowly, Sergei started to change. Meanwhile, I did a lot of Bible studies with him in the rehab house. We have three Bible studies per day. So he heard the gospel a lot. At first, Sergei believed that Jesus was only for Gentiles, not Jews like him. But eventually, he saw that Jesus had come for him to break his chains and give him freedom. So eventually he prayed a prayer of repentance and committed his life to Christ. The captive was now captivated by Jesus. Well, after being in the rehab house for six months, free from drugs, Sergei was baptised. <laughs> but that's not the end of the story. As Egol relates... Our ministry has 15 rehab houses, three for women and 12 for men. 
Sometimes the houses have video conferences where we sing and pray together and a pastor gives a message. It was during one of these video conferences that Sergei met Katya, virtually. She was in the women's rehab house. I noticed them looking at each other and since Sergei had already been serving faithfully in the rehab house for two years, we spoke to the pastor and he gave permission for them to have phone contact. After a few months, Katya came to our church and our pastor gave his blessing on their relationship. Then several months later, they got married. And what are Sergei and Katya now doing with their newfound freedom? Well, like that pastor and like Egal, they are going back after other slaves. Egal continues. They chose to rent an apartment near the rehab house and continue to serve there, doing Bible study with the residents. They also started a Bible study in their home for seekers and new believers. Egol concludes by saying, and I find this part particularly touching, although God hasn't chosen to bless Milana and me with physical kids, we consider Sergei and his wife our spiritual kids. I guess that makes us grandparents now. Because back in April, Katya gave birth to their beautiful son, a big fellow at 4.5 kilos. I'm so grateful to God. My heart is full of joy to see how God changes people and gives them new life as they follow after Jesus. Wow, hey, can you see the pattern? Freed slaves, freeing slaves. Passing on the the one and only gospel that makes people free indeed. Of course, freeing slaves isn't easy, is it? Not without its risks and costs. Egol is often abused and called a, a traitor by his fellow Jews. At times, uh, drug dealers have uh, pelted him with with stones and eggs and tomatoes because he takes away their clients. Working with drug addicts can be heartbreaking when they reject Christ and return to their chains instead. And of course, it's costly for our other mission partners too. Some have left lucrative careers. Uh, Many, uh, like Robin L., I give up proximity to family. And that's, that's really hard. Some have given up safety to, to serve in places where sharing the gospel is a crime. But like Harriet Tubman, they do it because they can't forget the cries of those who are still trapped in slavery. It reminds me of uh, one unforgettable scene from the movie Amistad. Uh, The film is based on a a true story about a group of West African men who had been captured and and were being transported by ship to be sold as slaves. Somehow uh, they managed to take over the ship, overcoming their cruel oppressors. But then, heartbreakingly, they were recaptured by another ship, taken to America and put on trial. 
In this uh, courtroom scene, uh, the, the, the slaves, even with their, their minimal English, can sense that things are not looking good for them. And, and at that moment, their leader, Sinke, realises he has to do something. Or they're all going to spend the rest of their life in chains. But the only thing that he can do is, well, let me show you. It's simple, ghastly arithmetic. Well, for you, perhaps. I may need a quill and parchment and a better imagination. the defendant that he cannot disrupt these proceedings with such a... Give us us free! If we are to have any semblance of order in this courtyard... Give us us free! Give us us free! Keep crying out, give us free, or anything else... Give us us free! I am trying to question this witness! Give us us free! Give us us free! Sinke could do was cry out for freedom. It was a cry that melted the hearts of those who heard it. In the end, justice was served and the slaves were set free. Friends, we live in a world of enslaved people who are likewise crying out, give us free. They are crying out to Islam and Buddhism, to to Hinduism and animism and and atheism. But none of them can take away their sin. They are powerless to break their chains. Only Jesus can set them free. Friend, do you remember when Jesus heard your cry for freedom? when he sets you free, wouldn't you love others to know that joy too? And so this Mission Month, let me ask, how will you use your freedom? Well, let me suggest three ways. Firstly, will you pray? Pray. Pray for our enslaved world. Pray for our mission partners. Now, their work is a battle because, well, because Satan doesn't relinquish his captives easily. It is a battle 
that can only be won on our knees. So will you pray? Secondly, will you give? Sacrificially, remembering that we can't take our money with us when we die. But if we invested in helping spiritual captivity, captives find freedom, we are investing, we are investing our money in something that, that will last forever. We have 13 mission partners now. And the last thing we want is for them to be worrying about whether they'll have enough money to do their job. What will you give on Mission Sunday this year so that more Sergeys can be set free by Jesus? Will you give big? And third and finally, will you go? Will you bravely share the liberating message about Jesus with those still in chains? Your neighbours, your classmates, your co-workers, your extended family, they all need to hear it. People in other nations need to hear it. Yes, there's a cost involved in freeing slaves. Harriet Tubman knew that. Our mission partners know that. But you know, they would all agree that it is absolutely worth it. Friends, through Christ, we are slaves who have been set free. Let's not go about our lives forgetting the cries of those still in chains. Let's do all we can that they may be free indeed. Let's pray and give and go, proclaiming to the world the words of our Saviour. If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Let's pray. Well, our Father, thank you. Thank you for sending Jesus to do for us what we could never do for ourselves. Thank you for his death and resurrection that free us from sin's penalty and power and will one day free us from its presence as well. Thank you for all our mission partners and the work they're doing. Help us to labour alongside them and through their efforts and ours, please break the chains of many in our world that they might know true freedom in Christ in whose name we pray. Amen.